0: Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 12th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I will be bringing forward today's eight game NBA slate that will take place this evening. Um, For those of you that normally listen to us on your way to work, I apologize, this is getting out a little late. Today, But it is still pretty early morning and uh, it it will definitely be be out there so you guys can uh, listen to it on your breaks or at lunch or on your uh, ride home from work. Um, Got a little tied up last night with some stuff and uh, just wanted to get this out to you fresh this morning when I could take a good solid look at it. So it is an awesome slate. Eight games for a Tuesday, which is unusual uh, to have that big of a slate. And it's a really competitive one. So I'm looking forward to going uh, through this game by game and getting you guys ready to smash it in DFS this evening. Uh, First of all, before we get rolling here, I would like to thank our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. They are the only rate-free fantasy site in the industry. Tremendous contests every day, including their $25, $30,000 pick and roll guarantee and their $5, $7,500 layup, which is also guaranteed. And remember, they are the only rake-free site in the industry. Uh, They keep a tally for you to show you how much you saved in rake. And it adds up like you would not believe. So, you know, you end up. Honestly, when all the numbers are done, and I've done it now for like three months or four months, however long they, they started it, and, you know, for me, it ends up being about 5 or 6% that I'm paying in rake uh, when you, it, it, instead of rake paying membership, as opposed to on the other sites where I'd be paying anywhere from 12 to 16%. So when you're talking about, you know, two and a half times the amount that you're dumping in a rake, uh, you got to look at at fantasy draft. They they are the best. I mean, there's nothing better than going in there. I like to play head to heads. You play a hundred dollar head to head, you take it down, you get two hundred bucks. You know the other sites, you, you play hundred dollar head to head, you take down one ninety. And you know if you play quite a few of those, that makes a big impact on your winnings and lessens your percentage of of success in building that bankroll. So. Go, you know, go to fantasydraft.com, put in the promo code HOOPBALL, and that'll get you your initial seven-day free membership up to $1,000 in rake, and that, that'll get the party started for you. And then jump in our coaches Challenge. It is tomorrow on Wednesday. Not tonight's card, but it'll be tomorrow, Wednesday's card. Uh, I will do a show later this evening with my man, Mike Apatria, to go over Wednesday's slate, which will be the Coach's Challenge slate. So definitely want to get in that. Uh, It'll post this afternoon, the Coach's Challenge, and I will uh, tweet that out, and Hoopball will also tweet that out, uh, because you're going to want to get in there before too late uh, on Wednesday. Uh, We were two spots from selling out for the first time last week, and last week we did two contests. But uh, we're, we're just going to do the one uh, this week, and, uh, you know, so it's definitely going to sell out. So jump in there. Not only win some good money, but you win some really cool fantasy draft swag, you know, and uh, we will send that out to the champs. Uh, we've had three champs so far, um, and none of us uh, pros here at Hoopball, Mr. Uh, Apatria Hansen or myself, has taken it down yet. But I think this is the leak I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. So I'm pretty fired up to get this going and uh, and go after tomorrow's slate. Just to give you a quick preview uh, with tomorrow, it is a real nice, perfect size seven game slate. So uh, that will be fantastic. And, and again, uh, you can tune in late tonight or early tomorrow morning for a Podtry and I breaking down that Coach's challenge Wednesday slate. But Right now, we got to get after this one. Uh, I love this slate, man. It's a it's a, a perfect eight games. Got to do your homework. Can't just plug in uh, any of the uh, chalk. You got to really look for some value, uh, outstanding contests. So let's dive in. Oklahoma City Thunder, Indiana Pacers are this the first game, 7 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, an interesting game here. We've got, uh, you know, both teams playing uh, mid-range pace. Let's double check. Oklahoma City playing uh, at the 12th fastest pace uh, as we speak. Uh, And Indiana is at the 13th. So they're just uh, definitely a little bit above average in pace. Um, A big thing in this game is the player news. We already know that Turner is out, and we already know that Lamb is out. So that makes this game a very, very interesting game for me, and it makes it a very playable game for me. Um, I am going to to dial up uh, Sabonis. I think you pretty much have to with Turner out. And even Goga Batazzi is out. He's in concussion protocol. So there's no true backup center. And uh, Sabonis is feeling good. He played 38 minutes last game. He should be ready to go full tilt in this one. Um, and Steven Adams is questionable. And that means no- Nerlens Noel will get some center. And he's been decent. But Sabonis should be able to just absolutely smash. So he's 100% lock and load play for me. And then I'm I'm going to decide on one of two guys here, depending on how the build goes and what the money's looking like. But there's two uh, the two possibilities I like here on the Indiana side are either Malcolm Brogdon or uh, we have to go to the small forward TJ Warren. The reason being is the usage with uh, Turner and Lamb both out uh, just shoots way up for uh, all three guys actually, uh, when you're talking about Brogdon, Sabonis, and Warren, uh, Lamb's absence specifically spikes Warren's uh, usage because they take similar mid-range, similar shooting uh, type buckets. So uh, as of right now, just on a cost perspective, I'm leaning towards Warren and going Sabonis-Warren but if I can free up enough money once I have my build going, Brogdon is certainly going to be in play. Um, on the Oklahoma City side, um, you know, they've been somewhat inconsistent. They're certainly phasing in more of their young guys like Diallo and Baisley. Uh, Paul very seldom uh, makes value. Uh, Shea certainly does a lot, but his price has drifted up a little bit. Um you know the one guy that has stayed cheap, and it's going to be all news dependent. If Adams is completely ruled out, then uh, the two times that's happened, Orleans Noel has gone seven and eight x. Uh, he's a good rebound shot blocker guy, and he soaks up most of those minutes uh, at the center if Adams is out. So that's completely, uh, you know, something you have to stay on top of the news on to make that determination because. If Adams out, I play no- Noel. If Adams is in, I don't play Noel. Very simple. All right, and really that's that's it for that game. Um, I do like that game, and I'll have some some guys fired up uh, right off the bat there. All right, game two, Cleveland Cavaliers at the Philadelphia 76ers. And, uh, you know, I, I am – look, the, the last two or three games I've been looking at possible uh, – potential of of uh, f- expecting a blowout uh it has not happened <laughs> you know it's it's hard to predict a blowout it really is and in the one game it was a 12 and a half point spread and the underdog won so you just nba you know they're professionals uh you can certainly forecast for a blowout and try to let that you know affect your build a little bit but you know, I've, I've learned multiple times and sometimes I get reminded of it that it's really hard to predict those. And uh, you got to be real careful in, in sometimes over being a little overbearing with with trying to you know figure that because this is one I would think Philadelphia uh, is going to be in pretty good control of. But, you know, again, we'll see how, how that goes. If you're between two guys and one's in this game and one's in a game with a, a real low uh, spread of one or two, three points, you may want to lean that way because if this game does blow out and, and somebody loses 12, 15 minutes of playing time, you know, that can that can uh, sink your slate for sure. All right. Um, as far as the pace goes in this game, by the way, the, the spread is opening uh, Philly by 11. So, you know, it is a double-digit. Spread, and it is the only double-digit spread on the, on the slate thus far. So that is, you know, a slight highlight of uh, blowout warning. Um, defensive efficiency-wise, I want to make a mention here. Philly's seventh in the league, and Cleveland is 17th. So, you know, uh, these teams have been deeing it up a little bit. That's also a concern uh, somewhat on, on the total. And then you've got Cleveland coming in at 24th in pace, and Philadelphia is actually up to 11. So it's a little bit of pace up for Cleveland and certainly a pace down for Philly. Um, you know, I'm not going to go the direction of Embiid here just from a cost perspective. Uh, I just don't want to spend the majority of my money uh, rolling him out in this game. Um, Simmons is still out, and Al Horford is out. So how does that affect this game? Where does that usage go to, uh, and how is that going to affect everybody? What I think is rather than going to guys off the bench as value plays, I sort of like the two guys uh, that I think that, you know, Embiid's going to get his, and that's, that's that. The two guys I think they can jump up without Horford, and without uh, Simmons in there are Jay Rich and Tobias Harris. Those are the two guys in play for me. You know, I don't want to dumpster dive into the bench guys like Scott and Cork Moss and those guys. I think on an eight-game slate, you can be picky enough uh, to try to fit in uh, uh, Josh Richardson or Tobias Harris. I think those will be the two uh, that have the biggest lift, Uh in in usage so i'm definitely going to look at those two guys you know with the rotation of people out also with those two guys out yes it does probably lessen the blowout potential somewhat but uh you know that's sort of where i'm going to go there on the on the cleveland side you know they've been tough to figure you know those young guards uh have been on and off uh very inconsistent very tough to to build anything around you know Kevin Love and certainly um, uh, uh, Tristan Thompson, those two guys, the two big guys have been, you know, they've they've been solid. They've had some really good fantasy output games where they've, uh, you know, uh, hit value pretty easily. Uh, but in this Philly matchup, I know Horford's out. He's a tremendous defender, but Embiid still, uh, you know, guarding the rim and. Scott comes in and plays good D. Jay Rich is a terrific defender. Harris is an above-average defender. So I'm not going Cleveland here uh, at all. I'm going to stick with uh, the guys from Philly that I think are going to bump up both in usage. All right, game three. Detroit Pistons at Miami Heat. An interesting game. Detroit's coming off a back-to-back. Blake Griffin came back yesterday. Played 23 minutes, was extremely uh, efficient in that 23 minutes. Uh, 17 points, seven rebounds, four assists. I mean, he just looked terrific. Um, I would assume he'll still be on that 20 to 25 minute, uh, definitely uh, max minutes, especially on a back-to-back just after coming back. Uh, Definitely keep listening to the news, though. I mean, there is always the possibility they don't want to play him on a back-to-back. But, you know, the fact that he played limited minutes last night, um, I think he, he rolls out there again for limited minutes tonight. But it's not enough minutes uh, for him, uh, for me to roster him. I, I am not going to play him until I hear he's on that 25 to 30 minute side of things. And, you know, he's, he's a triple double guy uh, wait, waiting to happen here once he gets his full minutes back. Um, he is tough. He, he, he sees the floor so well for a power forward, just plays sort of that uh, forward-center type position tremendously. So not going to use him tonight. Definitely going to start using him as soon as that limits restriction lifts. Uh, if Griffin is playing like I anticipate, to me that that uh, takes Drummond right down to the bench. Um, I love Drummond. I rode him uh, off into the sunset in several builds uh this season so far with griffin out but it's just such a usage smash uh, bump down for him with griffin back just because griffin you know he is ball dominant he's got the ball in his hands he's finishing he's scooping some of those rebounds from drummond and yeah drummond's going to do fine but his price is through the roof right now and i just don't think you can pay that um as far as the backcourt You know, Rose was questionable and ended up playing yesterday. Does that mean he'll play limited minutes tonight or sit? That hasn't been announced yet. Something to keep an eye on. Um, Sort of shocked that Brett Brown only played like 13 minutes last night. He, He really got shafted on. You know, he played so well for a week or so when all those point guards were out, but Tim Frazier, the backup point guard, was also back, and he got 10 minutes. So right now I'm avoiding the entire uh, situation there uh, as far as the point position with Detroit until that all shakes out. Reggie Jackson will be out for like a month, but you still have now three guys, you know, with Rose, Frazier, and Brown splitting the, the, the point guard minutes. So that's a pass. Uh, Kennard has been... On fire. He had a great game again last night, shooting the ball well. A go-to guy. Uh, I just am concerned against a really good Miami Heat defense. Uh, you know, they they have such a good scheme defensively. They really get after it. Uh, right now, they're the fourth best defensive proficient team, and you know that really scares me away uh, from wanting to play anybody on the, in the Detroit backcourt. Um, as far as Detroit's defensive prowess goes, they're not uh, uh, very good at all. They're 26th, and they're not, uh, you know, they're defending so-so in the paint, but they're just getting smoked on the outside, just getting, uh, giving up all kinds of perimeter stuff, which, uh, you know, I just think it's maybe a rotation of all the new guys playing in there that aren't, uh, used to defending and uh, not getting it done. So, you know, that brings some Miami guys into play for me. So I'm a full pass on the Detroit side of the ball on the Miami side. I do like some guys, um, you know, first of all, Miami's the 10th rated speed team and Detroit's 23. So should be an average pace game. The line is just sort of in the middle of everybody, but, um, who I like here a little bit, uh, Tyler Hero's questionable. Winslow's questionable. They have some guys dinged. Um, I'm sticking with Kendrick Nunn. I think that he's had a little bit of a dip in performance recently. He's also had a little bit of dip in his cost. So I think you can get some value on him. He's certainly worth a play. And I, and I love Jimmy Butler in this game. It's another home game for Miami. He's playing such solid ball, and you can expect him to fill up the the stat sheet. I mean, he may only score 15 points, but he's going to get you nine rebounds, eight assists, three, four steals, a couple of blocks. So Butler's in play for me for sure. I also like Kendrick Nunn. Um, I'm going to steer away from Bam because I just think with he and Drummond smashing on each other in there, I just – Want to avoid any foul trouble or any of those issues, and Bam's not going to be able to muscle Drummond like he does most guys because Drummond will bounce uh, bounce him back. So uh, I like the two guards from Miami, uh, and that's that's about it uh, as far as where I'm going to go in that game. <clears throat> the fourth game on the slate: New York Knicks at Chicago Bulls. Yikes! New York Knicks two and eight, Chicago three and seven. A low total. Uh, two bad teams, their pace is bad. I mean, you know, New York's 28th, uh, Chicago's 17th. I just, I mean, this is such a bad game. You know, the news came out uh, Sunday and, and, and yesterday, you know, Fizdale's job is on the line. The uh, general manager is talking about possible changes, so that's probably the kiss of death for him. You know, how does that affect the next performance? You know, I don't know. You know, it's uh, – I can't imagine that the confusion and, you know, unsure aspect of things there is going to help matters, that's for sure. But this is just an awful game. Uh, you know, this could be a game in the 90s, and you just – it's hard to trust anybody. Plus, you have some guys out, some questionable guys. Uh, you know, I just – it's no sense in spending time here. Because I am not going to roster any Knicks, and I'm not going to roster any Bulls. I just don't trust this game whatsoever, and let's just pass and move on. All right, we're halfway through the slate. A couple things real quickly. Again, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, uh, Fantasy Draft. Get to fantasydraft.com. Sign up with the promo code Hoopball. Get in that coach's challenge on Wednesday. It's going to be awesome this week. I'm going to take this sucker down. I'm definitely going to beat a Potry and Andrew. I've had enough of this now. Also want to uh, thank Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. They are HoopBall's uh, founding sponsor, and they are part of sponsorship with all of our shows. And definitely want to thank uh, HoopBall, uh, Hoop-Ball.com. That's our home base, Dan Vesperus and Brew and the team. Uh, they're the ones that have put all of this together and, and put these broadcasts uh, and podcasts out there. Every their uh, you know, diligence behind the scenes, uh, especially Dan, man. He works hard, you know, uh, taking all of these uh, shows that we're sending them podcast-wise and making sure they all sound good and are, you know, uh, all uh, edited and, and out there to you in a, in a timely manner. So really appreciate him. And uh, as far as, you know, when you're looking up the, the news for the day, like today's already – Tuesday morning and Tuesday night, you know, we're, we're, so we're about when I'm uh, recording this about nine hours from, from uh, lock right now. So you've got all day to follow this news and that's key. You know, I've already mentioned it being a factor in many of these games already, the Oklahoma, Indiana game, Detroit, Miami game, Knicks Bulls game. All of these are going to have news that breaks today. that's going to affect the slate. So the best way to keep up with that news is to follow us on Twitter. You can follow at Hoopball Fantasy. Uh, that's where all of our blurbs and Miles and Andy are posting all that information throughout the day. Player news, changes, scratches, everything you can find on there. Also, the, the three of us that are the DFS pros here at HoopBall, myself, I'm at Joe Sarvati. J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mike Apatria is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A, and Andrew Hansen is at Language Olympic. Uh, you can also just go right directly to hoop-ball.com, click on the forums, click on DFS thread, and those are updated throughout the day. Again, Andy and Miles do a great job posting everything as it happens there, and you can get that information and that will help you finalize building your, your roster. You know, I, I tell everybody all the time, it's a two-step process. One, listen to the podcast, listen to the breakout, start, you know, mentally building your, your lineup, start putting in an initial build, and then, you know, click on to our Twitters and in hoop-ball.com for all the news, and that's how you can finalize up to lock. And that's that's really the way to do it. And I will post things on there throughout the day uh, all the way up until lock. And lock tonight is 7 Eastern, uh, just a normal lock on an eight-game slate. So uh, that's what you want to do there for sure. And definitely listen to us every day. Normally the show's out late night or first thing in the morning. You know, I did get some tweets this morning of some folks riding to work saying, hey, where's the where's, uh, HoopBall NBA DFS show? And I, you know, I answered on Twitter and said it'll be coming out this morning. But, you know, normally it's it's already out there and you can find us anywhere podcasts can be heard. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. We're out there. Uh, Click on us. Please take 15 to 30 seconds. If you would rate review, subscribe, five stars, likes, positive reviews, thumbs up. All of those things make such a huge difference to us. Uh, in bringing this this content to you free we want to keep our sponsors happy and we you know in my opinion and I feel strongly about this I think we have the best NBA DFS news and content in the industry that's in front of the paywall there are some services out there that are, are solid but you know you're paying a premium for those and we're able to, to uh, through our good reviews and all the activity on uh, Twitter and our hoop ball challenge and all the things that we have going on that allows us to bring this uh, to your uh, free is, is something we'd ask you to continue to support. So, all right, awesome. Let's get into the final four. We've got a 9 PM Eastern game, the Atlanta Hawks at the Denver Nuggets. Now, a complete opposite look here of a game that you've got super speed and super slow. So when, when we look at the uh, pace uh, of play right now, you've got uh, Denver is second to last in the league and Atlanta's actually fallen all the way to 18th. They were in the top 10 most of the year. Uh, I think with Collins going down and some of the changes there, uh, they have uh, slowed down the game a little bit. Uh, the ball's sticking in Trey Young's hands quite a bit as well. Um, you know, do you spend up for Trey Young? Big, big bucks. Uh, you know, he does produce like 50 fantasy points a night, but his price has continued to rise. I just have a concern, uh, you know, in a game that's played, uh, you know, on the road in Denver, the altitude, uh, super slow-paced team, you know, Denver ranks third in defensive efficiency in the entire league. Uh, I just can't go there. I, I, do not like, um, I do not like spending up for Trey. Now, the trendy pick and, and stuff, you know, a guy that's paid off a lot since Collins went down is Jabari Parker. He's been doing a terrific job. But, again, you know, you've got some bigs from Denver that can defend well. Uh, you've got this, this game that also is a potential blowout game. You've got uh, the altitude. Just, you know, it really concerns me on the Atlanta side. Um, you know, the one guy that I will say that I have a little interest in, and it's just because he's so damn cheap and he's just playing with so much more confidence, is Kevin Herter. He had a very strict limits restriction. In fact, he missed a few of the first games of the year came back on a 15 to 20, and then it went up to 25. And then he played beyond that in the last game, hit a couple threes, one to send it to overtime. And he's just, uh, his usage is, is really good. And, you know, some of the usage that Collins uh, gave up, you know, had to go somewhere else than just Trey Young. And uh, because Herter's so cheap and because I think he, he can get 30 minutes in this game, I think you have to consider him. Uh, strictly on value, uh, but he may be a, a solid play for you on that side of the ball. Now, on the Denver side, you know, I have dogged Jokic most of the year. I've been, you know, on him pretty hard because he looks out of shape and disinterested and, you know, really not getting it done. But, you know, Denver is 7-2. and two. They're playing at home against a depleted Atlanta team. Atlanta's interior defense is bad with – Alex Len and company, and you know you got to consider Jokic tonight. You really do. Uh, I mean, his cost is up. It's certainly not as high as Embiid and some of the guys out there, but you know he's a triple-double waiting to happen, and uh, he seems to be flipping the switch slightly the last couple of games to to get back uh, to where he was. So he's going to be into consideration for me, depending on how some of this other news breaks but i think you got to consider him um the other guy that i'm going to focus on in this game is jamal murray i think he's turned it on the last couple of games you know he's a streak shooter that when he gets hot at the point he can throw up you know 30 real points pretty quick and he's going to get some of those other ancillary statistics you know a few steals and some rebounds and assists so He's certainly a guy against really, really poor Trey Young defense that you've got to consider. And his price is, is pretty darn fair. So uh, in this game, uh, I may roll Herder, and definitely looking at Jamal Murray. And depending on some of the news, may roll with Jokic as well. All right, we go on to uh, another 9 p.m. Eastern game, and I'm excited for this game because you got the the L.A. Lakers at seven and two coming off a loss, going to the Phoenix Suns, who've been somewhat the surprise team of the league. Which it didn't surprise me because I love Monty Williams, I love what he's doing in Phoenix. I thought Rubio was the perfect fit for that team to get them all playing. What I didn't expect is that Aiton would be suspended. For uh, diuretic or whatever usage he was doing, that's against NBA rules. But he's out for 25 games. But the other side of that was Aaron Baines. Good lord, you know who would believe uh, Aaron Baines would come out and be smashing 50 burgers all the time? Uh, You know, it's just nuts. But you know, so this will be a a, a real uh, barometer test for Phoenix. Are they real? Or aren't they? And the Lakers coming in with LeBron and AD uh, geared up to play uh, this. This will really tell a lot of sort of you know, is Phoenix start been a fluke, or you know, are they are they the real deal? So Rubio has been on fire lately, and uh, you know, if he's shooting the ball decently, he's he's gonna get you some good DFS points because he's always gonna get assists and some other. Uh, Periphery stats. But, you know, uh, if he's not shooting well, which is percentage wise career, you know, eight seasons, you know, is like 30 some percent. So he's not a good shooter, but you're not. You got to look at him. His price is decent. But, uh, you know, he may be a fringe or GPP play for me. Uh, As far as the other guys, I'm not going to go with Booker here. You know, L.A.'s got Bradley and those guys that can just lock you down at the two and I just don't feel comfortable that book. Uh, even though he's been unbelievable, man, he's the only guy in the league right now shooting 40% from three, 50% from the field, and 90% from the line. I mean, that's that's amazing. Not that does not happen happen very often. And to be uh, this is the 10th game, and he's still shooting those numbers. He's been so proficient. He's also not turning the ball over. His assist to turno- turnover ratio is the best uh, as far as improvement from last year. He turned the ball over a ton last year when he was forced to either play point or play against alongside of guys like a Kobo and I don't know, that D'Anthony Melton, I think. They had all kinds of crazy point guards playing out there that, that are either in the G League or backing somebody up somewhere else. But with Rubio out there, it seems to have really given Booker a settling influence, and he's playing good ball. I just don't like him in this matchup. You know, number one thing is the Lakers are number one in the league in defensive efficiency. They're even better than Utah. So they're, they're locking some folks down. And you've got, you know, like I said, Baines and company inside, but you've got to deal with Davis and McGee and Howard and those guys. And then with with Bradley and and some fresh bodies uh, switching out like Caruso and guys who can be nasty on defense, too. You know, they'll be uh, giving Booker a hard time. So I'm going to I'm going to fade Phoenix. You know, I'll silently be rooting for them to do well because I'd like to see them hang in there and and really give them a good game. But, uh, you know, they're. They're playing good ball. They're, they're ninth in the league in defensive efficiency. And, you know, they're, they've been hustling. That's the one thing is uh, Williams has them playing really, really hard. And that's, uh, that's good to see. And, 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 you know, one reason why you got to be a little nervous on some of the Lakers stuff because of their defense. But here's why I like uh, playing either LeBron or AD. I'm, you know, not sure which guy I'm going to go with yet. But one of them is going to be in play. And I've faded both of them the last two games. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, I've survived it. Uh, but Phoenix is ninth in the league in pace. And, yes, like I said, they're playing some good hustling D. But they are still a little shorthand with some of those guys out. And uh, it's a pace-up game for the Lakers. The Lakers are 21st in the league in pace. And I think the Lakers have also taken notice that Phoenix has sort of been the talk – of, of the West a little bit with their quick start. And, you know, you, you, you poke the bear a little bit with, with LeBron and AD and that's never a good idea. So I'm not going to spend up for both guys. Cause I just, I don't want to just eat all my salary in this game, but I'm going to recommend that you play one of these two guys tonight uh, based on your build. I mean, you got to take a look, you know, do you need to fill a s- small forward spot and just plug uh, LeBron in there, or uh, you know, do you want to take a big uh, a four or five spot with AD? So, uh, you know, definitely consider one of those two uh, and and fire one of them up because I think I think it's going to be a good enough game that that they're both going to do well. But again, you know, it's it's like the the Harden Westbrook scenario. Do you want to eat all your salary in one game? And I just don't like letting everything. Uh, lie on one specific game unless it's the perfect matchup, and yes, it's a little bit of a pace up for the Lakers, but Phoenix plays decent defense. Baines gets after pretty hard. Um, so you know, uh, definitely look at one of the two big studs for the Lakers and uh, and then let's move on from there. All right, we have two uh, two more games left, another nine p m Eastern game. The Brooklyn Nets are traveling in to the Utah Jazz. So this will be a very interesting game. Uh, Karis LeVert is out. Um, Utah's coming off a back to back. You've got Utah as the second best defensive affi- efficient team, just slightly behind the Lakers, but you know, possibly the best defensive team really when you break it down. Um, and Utah again 27 in the league and pace so just like last night they make games ugly they slow them down they reduce possessions they defend they foul a lot they get fouled a lot and what that spells for dfs is disaster i mean you know it's hard to really target utah player utah games in dfs because they affect the flow of the game so much um that being said okay i i brooklyn does play pretty fast uh they are third in the league in pace so that is going to elevate some of utah's players a little bit and it will get them up and down the floor uh somewhat and you know the other point is brooklyn's 24th in the league in defense so you know, they've been outscoring some people. Kyrie dropping 40 and 50 and other guys stepping up big. But, uh, you know, it creates a, a really odd dynamic in this game. It's going to help Brooklyn that they had last night off and Utah's playing a back-to-back. So that's one thing that makes the game a little bit more palatable there. Um, you know, Snyder has a tendency on back-to-backs to to try to rotate guys a little bit more uh, and keep the minutes within reason. So, you know, Gobert smashed last night. I don't particularly like him tonight. I know that we've targeted centers against Brooklyn a lot, but uh, DeAndre Jordan is back and playing pretty good, uh, which will reduce some of Allen's uh, lack of defense in there, and I think DeAndre will play a little bit better. So I'm not going to dial up Gobert. I think Donovan Mitchell's always a, a pretty tough play. I mean, he's good, but he's just not a, a DFS stat stuffer for a salary. So that concerns me a little bit. Conley's a hell of a defender. You know, that that may squeeze down uh, Kyrie a little bit. But, you know, Karis Levert's out. So what that does to me, in my mind, is, you know, his – Usage has to be spread out a little bit. Uh, the two guys that I like, I do like Kemba, even though he's against going against. Uh, I'm not Kemba. I'm sorry, uh, Kyrie. Even though he's going against Conley, I still think Kyrie is definitely in play. You know, if we can fit his his salary in there, that's the key, because you know he's. They're going to try to uh, up tempo as much as they possibly can in this game. And you know he and Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's cheap. Um, You know they'll run those two together a lot throughout the fourth quarter if it's a a close game, and they both can do well there. The other guy I like from Brooklyn's side is Torian Prince. He's been getting 35 to 40 minutes. I think a little bit more opens up. Uh, He's in the top 10 in in minutes played this year, which is surprising. Nobody really saw that coming, but it does open it up a little bit with Lavert out, and I think Prince. Uh, is is one of those guys that's decent enough value to be able to smash his number, uh, you know, with his usage increase and minutes increase. So I'm considering all three of those guys, a combination of maybe two of them, depending on salary with Kyrie, uh, Dinwiddie, and uh, Prince. On the Utah side, again, I'm I'm fading Mitchell and Gobert. uh, Conley, you know, could be a decent play. He started out so bad this year, but he's been coming back. I just don't – I'm not really crazy about his salary. So that's that's a spot where, you know, I'm going to look twice. The guy I sort of like here is Bogdanovich. I mean, he's been consistently uh, four games in a row now producing well. And uh, I think on the wing, uh, Brooklyn has a tendency to give up a decent amount of threes – and so I, I think Bogdanovich, you know, if he can just pull in some rebounds and get enough ancillary numbers to, you know, go with a point scored, I think can be a really nice play. Um, he's not dirt cheap, but he's a good mid-level guy. And I think, you know, he would fit well here as well. All right, we go to the last game, the late-night hammer. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern game. Portland Trailblazers at Sacramento Kings. Uh, This is a game I think we can go to for some value. Uh, We certainly need a a couple of cheap guys to squeeze into our lineup here. Um, You know, the big news, obviously, De'Aaron Fox uh, hurt his ankle really bad in practice yesterday. He's going to probably be out a good month. Um, What it does is open up the first guy right off the bat that is the value, Corey Joseph, I think. Corey Joseph has proven in the past when he gets the minutes and he can uh, get out there and really do his thing, he can he can play well and he can produce. Um, I think you definitely have to uh, utilize him to round out your lineups, you know, just from a value perspective. I think he'll be super highly owned. I get that. But, you know, you're going to need him for that value. On the Portland side, Dame has been absolutely out of his mind, just unbelievable, especially in the second half of games. If you look at his second half uh, production, uh, it leads the league. I mean, he's in the top five in fourth quarter, but he's first in second half production. I I remember two times at least this year that I was like, I'm screwed because he had like eight DFS points at halftime, and then he ends up with like 48. Uh, You know, he just – Unbelievable second-half player. Uh, you know, Sacramento's going to be reeling a little bit, certainly with with Fox out, you know, but I think Joseph can pick up enough slack there to, uh, you know, to keep Sacramento in the game. I think it'll give a little bit more usage to both Buddy Hilde and Bogdanovich off the bench. So I may actually have a team of both Bogdanoviches tonight, which – would be sort of ironic, but uh, I think both of those guys get a nice uh, bump and uh, and could, could, you know, do a nice job. Um, on the Portland side, I don't trust Whiteside in the interior. I know he had a tremendous game the last game, but just you never know with his ups and downs and foul trouble and everything else going on. Uh, you know, I would never blame anybody for rostering either one of the Portland backcourt. Lillard is expensive, though. So you sort of have to choose between him and a Kyrie or somebody at the point that you're going to use. But, you know, he smashes every game. Uh, C.J. McCollum's also been really solid. He's had a few average games, but he's, uh, you know, he takes a lot of big shots. And they have such a cool rotation for him that Lillard's out a big chunk of time in that second quarter. And then in the third quarter as well, midway, where he's just running the show. And his usage when Lillard's off the floor is like insanity. So he's always in play. Um, you know, I would have no problem uh, dialing up either one of those guys, depending on the build. If you're really into that late-night sweat, late-night late hammer, uh, you know, you certainly may want to go there as well. But, uh, yeah, I would say, you know, either Dame or McCollum, if, depending on what you can afford. Uh, look for a Heald or Bogdanovich. And certainly your monster value play of Corey Joseph uh, has to be uh, has to just be in there. I think it is price. And that's it. So that that gives everybody a decent amount of stars, mid level, some value guys uh, on what I really think is a great slate. Uh, you know, you've got some slower paced teams, sort of a mixture. So it's not going to be one of those psychotic. Uh, Nights where you have to get 355 to to cash. I think you're going to be more in a regular type scenario where you know 305, 308 is going to get you uh, get you in the money. So it's a great card, eight games, uh, and it's in the books. So it's been uh, it's been fun. This is great. I, I hope this helps you. I know it's coming out a little later, but listen to it throughout the day today. If you have any questions, comments, concerns. Anything you that I wasn't uh, uh, didn't answer for you, hit me up on Twitter. I'm again at, at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Follow the news up until lock, and uh, let's win some some DFS money. And then we, uh, Micah Patry and I, will be back later this evening, uh, and that will post late tonight or early tomorrow for the Coaches Challenge Wednesday slate, uh, which is a, a really good seven-game slate. So. All right. I appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening. Again, rate, rate, review, subscribe for us. Uh, thank you to Fantasy Draft, our presenting sponsor. And uh, we thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my fellow DFS pros, Micah Pottery and Andrew Hansen. I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Have a great one.